Don Mattingly played for the New York Yankees from 1982 to 1995. He was a beloved player and fan favorite. However, during one fateful season, the Don's signature hairstyle got him into a conflict you have to hear to believe. Let's take a look at the haircut that rocked the world today on Rounders. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Jeff Lambert. Thank you for joining me. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Today, we're going to be talking about a documentary that I watched over Christmas break about Don Mattingly. And there were about six different topics I was thinking we could cover in an episode. But there was one that jumped out in particular that I felt like I had to cover first. And that was a controversy that popped up in the early 1990s involving Don Mattingly and the Yankees. And if you didn't live during this time, you probably missed it. But I think it's worth revisiting because it is a ridiculous scenario for one, and it really shows how the media can help inflame tensions when it comes to disagreements between players and ownership. So we're going to jump into this topic, but before Before we go into the actual event that took place between Don Mattingly and the New York Yankees, I figured it would be good, especially for the younger generations, to just cover very quickly who Don Mattingly was. So let's kick things off by revisiting Don Mattingly's career. Don Mattingly rose to fame as a first baseman for the New York Yankees in the early 1980s. He played his entire career for the Bombers. He was the team captain. He played an important mentorship role for young guys who would become future stars like Ricky Henderson, Bernie Williams, Roberto Kelly. These were all guys that attributed a lot of their early career learning back to Don Mattingly. So he was a presence in the clubhouse during his entire career, really made an impact on the future of the organization too. And if we go to Mattingly's award roundups, it really shows what a dominant force he was during the 1980s uh, and a little bit during the early 1990s, although things trailed off prematurely for him towards the end of his career, which we'll talk about briefly later. But to summarize his career, Mattingly earned six all-star selections. He won nine gold glove awards. He won three silver slugger awards. He was the American League MVP in 1985. He almost won it in 1986. He came in second place by a very small margin. And then, of course, he also won an American League Batting Champion Award during his career. And he was also the leader in RBIs uh, for the American League during his career as well, one season. Now, unfortunately, Don's career was cut short prematurely. He dealt with back injuries much earlier than players should have to deal with that. But even with his shortened career... He's still remembered as one of the greatest Yankees of all time. So now that we've established the greatness of Don Mattingly, let's take a look at one particular moment in his career that really stands out in terms of the attention that it got off the field. Let's set the stage and go back to the year 1991. 
Don Mattingly had led the Yankees through almost a decade of disappointing seasons. This period of time was truly the dark ages for Yankees fans. Some of these squads that were trotted out during the mid to late 80s were just plain bad teams. To give you an example of how bad they were, from Mattingly's rookie year in 1982 till his last season in 1995, the Yankees made the playoffs during that span just one time. One time. That is a far cry from the Yankees that we saw in the 90s and the 2000s. So, just to give you an idea of the situation that Mattingly was dealing with, we roll over to the 1991 season. And just like many of the other ones earlier on in his career, this season got off to another poor start, and Don Mattingly's back injuries are getting worse, and he sees the end of his career in sight. He knows it's coming sooner than he wants. So Don Mattingly goes to the Yankees and asks them behind closed doors to trade him. And for two months, the team, who also kept his request under wraps, didn't even respond to Don's uh, wanting to move on from the team. So this created a very tense environment between him and management because there was this pending request that wasn't even being treated seriously. So we have that kind of behind the scenes, just inflaming tensions as we go into the 1991 season. Now let's go over to Don Mattingly's hair, because the two, believe it or not, end up causing the situation to get worse. Now on any given day, you could find Don Mattingly sporting this classic mullet look, and it was fondly referred to by the media as the Don. And it had short hair on the sides, with long locks in the back, And there were a few curls in the front, but, you know, just think like (laughs) classic mullet with a little bit more curls to it. And if you are a subscriber to our email list, we have pictures in the weekly post that comes out so you can take a look and actually see what Don's hair looked like very easily. it's, uh, It's a unique hairstyle for sure. So the media really latched on to his iconic do and it became almost as famous as Mattingly in some ways. There were even some sports writers, some articles I found from the 1980s that even jokingly would credit Mattingly's success when he was doing really well to his hairdo. So you have that going. It's well known. The fans love it. The media refers to it from time to time. But you've got this simmering situation going on underneath. So what caused the two to really come together? Well, we get to the middle of the 1991 season and Mattingly's hair and Yankees management ended up colliding in August. So what happened was it was August 15th. It was a couple hours before a scheduled game and the team's manager approached Don along with four other players, Steve Farr, Pasquale Perez, and Matt Noakes. And they were all told that in the middle of the season, None of them had really, you know, changed their hairstyles in the beginning of the year, but the manager informed them and said, hey, you're all in violation of the club's personal grooming policy. Well, what did the Yankees' personal grooming policy say? Well, I read to you, quote, this is from their grooming policy. This still exists, by the way. This is still on the books for the Yankees. Quote, all players, coaches, and male executives are forbidden to display any facial hair other than mustaches, except for religious reasons, and scalp hair may not be grown below the collar. 
long sideburns and mutton chops are not specifically banned, end quote. So we go back to Don Mattingly's haircut. He's got the classic mullet. His hair does go beyond his collar. So we have a problem. The manager, you know, tried to smooth it over a little bit and said, hey, look, you know, this isn't me asking for this. This order came straight from the team's general manager, whose name was Stick Michael. And that has to be a top name for GMs in baseball history. Stick Michael was his name. So remember, Stick and Don had already had this conversation about him wanting to leave, Don wanting to be traded, and Stick not really acknowledging it or progressing the request at all. So now Don's uh, standing there with a couple other players, and he finds out the GM is saying that he needs to cut his hair or he's going to get benched. Whew, okay. So things are getting worse, and they're escalating. So right before the game, Don has to make a decision. What am I going to do? Some other players had to think about what they had to do. But Don felt that this was directed at him. This was a way to, for management to get back at him by suddenly enforcing this policy. So uh, a couple hours, he gets this message. Right before the game, he calls a players-only meeting. And they get together in the locker room. And he reportedly told his teammates in that meeting that uh, they should not be concerned with, quote, fighting my war, end quote, according to the New York Times. Mattingly also supposedly took some shots at the GM for the petty action that he had taken. And he said to his teammates that he felt like he was, quote, being pushed into a corner, end quote. So the meeting concluded and the players suited up to take the field. Mattingly did the same thinking, okay, they gave me this order. Let's see if they actually enforce it or not, or probably not even thinking that anything would come of it. Uh, Mattingly's hair still remained untrimmed. And just minutes before they take the field for the first pitch, the manager approaches Don, just Don, and says, hey, you've been benched and you've been fined $250. Plus, you're going to be fined an additional $100 for each day that you decide not to get your hair trimmed. So Don doesn't take the field. The media immediately notices this and they start to go nuts. What's going on? Why didn't Don Mattingly take the, st- the field? And so they're all over the clubhouse at the end of the game. They reach out to the general manager for comment, who wasn't even at the game, by the way. He was, I believe, at his house in New Jersey. And the New York Times reaches out to him. And Stick Michael goes on record and says, quote, Don's the captain and he's got a big contract. If we ask the captain to get his hair cut, he should get it cut, end quote. And then on top of that, the New York media seeks out the team's owner and president, George Steinbrenner, and they ask him to make a comment on the situation. And Don, of course, decides, excuse me, not Don, George decides, of course, to weigh into the situation. And he said to the media that Mattingly, quote, needs to set an example for the young players by getting a more conservative cut, end quote. So, whew. We have a situation where the Yankees organization is not being shy about drawing the line in the sand about this personal grooming policy. How does Mattingly respond? Let's get to that. We're going to take a quick break right after the seventh inning stretch. Don't go anywhere. Get a drink of water, stretch. See you in a little bit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My goodness, have we got an interesting one on our hands. As I mentioned, Don Mattingly, who is the face of the New York Yankees during some dark years in terms of their success, goes to the team at the beginning of the 1991 season, 
requests a trade that is mostly ignored or not acknowledged. And then randomly in the middle of the season, management decides to enforce a personal grooming policy that includes Don Mattingly's uh, infamous and well-known mullet-style haircut. He ends up getting benched, he gets fined, he's told that he can't play, and he's going to get further fined if he doesn't get it cut soon. So, and then we see the media start to wade into this situation, like we said, where they reach out to the general manager, they reach out to the team's president and owner, and of course, they're trying to get a statement from Mattingly and his teammates. So how did Mattingly respond to this whole frenzy around what's going to happen with your hair, man? So... As the baseball world followed this story with intense interest, this is what Mattingly did. He started off by going to the media. Well, they came to him, but he stated to the media and said, by the way, I asked for a trade request. And I'm telling you now publicly that I asked for that trade request. Remember, he didn't make it public when he went to the team at the beginning of the season. But now he's telling everybody, I want out of here. And he said in this interview, quote, there must be someone who would be interested in me. I'd go somewhere and I would hit eighth or ninth. I feel like I can still play, end quote. Mattingly then decided to respond to his general manager's comments about needing to get a haircut because he was the team captain. And he said specifically to the GM, remember whose name was uh, Stick Michael, he said, quote, if Stick wants the players to do exactly what he says, then he should be the pitching coach, batting coach, and fielding coach. Then he can come down here and be a part of it but take part of the blame to end quote. When the media asked if he planned to meet with the GM after this whole situation, Don said, quote, I'd rather not. I've had enough of him to tell you the truth, end quote. Whew. Then Don responded to Steinbrenner's criticism by saying if George wanted him to get rid of the mullet, he should tell him directly instead of publicly stating it to the media. So Don did not hold back came out, publicly stated his request to get traded, publicly stated his feelings towards the general manager, publicly stated his feelings towards how the team's owner handled it. And for the most part, Mattingly's teammates who decided to go on record did take his side over this sudden enforcement of this personal grooming policy. So we have uh, the club's designated hitter, Kevin Moss. He was interviewed by the New York Times that day after the game, and uh, Kevin said, quote, I think it's so dumb, I'm not even going to talk about it, end quote. Second baseman Stephen Sachs stated, quote, it's nickel and dime. Somebody's hair is a ridiculous way to tear down a team, end quote. So, oh my goodness, we have a large situation brewing here. We have the face of the team publicly saying, yep, want to be traded. I'm upset with the GM. I'm upset with the owner. What was going to happen? So the Yankees fan base, of course, is very tense over this. They don't have a lot to be excited about during this time period. Don might be on the way out, which is just insult to injury in an already uh, really bad season. The 1991 season was not good for the Yankees, just like the previous several had been. And the baseball world at large looked on to this because the media latched on and really, really broadcast this story and the drama that was happening. So... What was Don Mattingly's decision about his hair? What did he decide to do? Well, less than 24 hours later, on August 16th, Don finally announced that uh, he was going to do an interview. And everybody thought, oh man, what is this going to be about? And he did an interview with the Baseball Digest. During that uh, exchange, he said, quote, 
I'm going to get a haircut. I just haven't decided what kind yet, end quote. And that's exactly what happened. Don Mattingly trimmed his hair into a more conservative cut that aligned with the team's grooming policy. And to his credit, he decided to use this opportunity to help others. And he sold his trimmed locks for $3,000 and donated the money to charity. Now, this haircut, you know, it put him back in line with being able to get back on the field. And it seemed to light a bit of a fire under him because he ended up going on a seven-game hitting streak. And he went 10 for 28 with three doubles after he got the haircut. Now, overall, you know, uh, Don didn't get traded during that season. That never happened. He finished out the season with the team. It was an ugly season. They ended up winning 90, uh, excuse me, losing 90 games. But Mattingly remained the team captain. He kept hope alive for a brighter team future. And, you know, he hung in there just a little bit longer, but not long enough. Better years were coming for the Yankees. But let me explain, I guess, the sad ending to Don's career in all this. So if we fast forward to 1994, Don uh, was at the end of his career. He was having uh, really bad back injuries. He had lost a lot of the home run power that he had displayed early on in his career. But the 1994 Yankees had a great year, and Don had a good year too. He ended up leading them to 70 wins, and they were projected to make the playoffs for the first time in Don's career. But the 1994 season was the season that was cut short due to the players' strike. So that season was lost. And of course, the Yankees never got the chance to see how they would do in the playoffs. In 1995, pretty much the same team took the field. They had another great season. The Yankees did make the playoffs. Mattingly did have a respectable season in terms of numbers but they ended up losing in the divisional round to the Seattle Mariners. So Don, at that point, was having so much trouble being able to take the field, play a full season, put up good offensive numbers, that he decided after the 1995 season to hang it up and retire. Now, the tragedy in all this is if Don had just held on one more season, he could have gotten his World Series ring because the 1996 New York Yankees ended up winning the World Series. That is tragic. But even though Don never won a championship, he will always be remembered as one of the greatest Yankees to ever step on the field, and certainly one of the top ones in terms of hairstyles. So I felt it was my duty as a historian of the game to be able to retell this moment, because I didn't want it to get lost, especially for the younger Uh, fans that were listening that we saw one of baseball's greats get pulled into a scandal over something as simple as hair and how it was handled and how it eventually led to, I think, some momentum in a positive way going back to the Yankees, being able to get that team back in the limelight in terms of positive media attention and being able to get back to being a winning franchise. And Don, unfortunately, never got that World Series ring, but In addition to this story, overall, what an amazing player that he was, and certainly someone that will always be thought of as one of the best to play for the New York Yankees. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again for tuning into our show. Just as a reminder, we have a whole bonus show that happens every week, this week in baseball history, where you can get updates on historical events that happened every week, as well as some current MLB and baseball-related news that you can check out. 
you can get it for free. All you have to do is sign up for our free email list. There is a link in the show notes. Very simple to do. I hope you decide to take that step. But overall, and most importantly, thank you for taking the time to make this a part of your day. That does mean a lot to me. So as we always end the show, I leave you with these infamous words by Bill Veck. There are only two seasons, winter and baseball. See you next time, everybody.